Hey everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in to Off the Bench today. Today is Wednesday, August 19th. Happy wedding day to my son, Skylar, and his beautiful bride, Isabel. We cannot wait to share this day with you. It's going to be wonderful. So uh, by the end of this afternoon, I'm going to have a brand new daughter-in-law, so I'm pretty excited about that. Hey, today we're going to be talking about your questions. I'm going to take your questions and we're going to kind of do a little bit of a Mailbox Monday here on a Wednesday. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. Obviously, I have recorded this in advance. I am not in the studio today. I am out in the beautiful Columbia River Gorge celebrating the wedding of my son, uh, Skylar, to uh, the beautiful Isabel Jones. So we're excited. That's where we are today. We appreciate your prayers for our family and uh, and just your rejoicing with us. We're going to go ahead today and uh, share some of the questions that we've been getting from listeners. I love that you guys are leaving voicemails for me. So it's super awesome. If you want to do that, you can go to anchor.fm and I'm going to encourage you. uh, It'll give you about a minute. So you might want to write down your question and then read it for me. Uh, But it's you can can go to anchor.fm forward slash Heidi St. John forward slash message. And I will link back to that in the show notes today and you guys can leave me a voicemail. And so what we're trying to do is play your voicemail so other people can hear it and then we'll answer the question. Uh, We're sort of new to this and I think the last time we tried it for some reason the message itself got stripped out of the episode. So hopefully we'll get the hang of it. All right. First question comes from Lisa. So listen to Lisa's question and then I'll answer it. Hi, Heidi. I was wondering what your feelings are on churches that are requiring a temp check before entering. Our church um, is an outdoor church for now and just started implementing this, and I haven't been back because of it, and it's really breaking my heart. But I'm having trouble sorting out my feelings about it. Um, So I wanted to ask you what your thoughts are. Thank you. All right, so Lisa's asking about temperature checks in churches. So this makes me a hundred different kinds of upset. And Lisa, I think you have every reason to be upset about this. I just want to know when's this going to stop. When are we going to stop? So now, now is just temperature check the new normal because the flu is also contagious, and there are lots of viruses. Also, I've been thinking about you know I had a, a friend of mine. Uh, who is a nurse. And she and I were talking about this the other day. And she was saying, you know, nobody's talking about the fact that we've gone to our doctors for, you know, a a bazillion years. And when it's a virus, they just go, sorry, can't help you. It's a virus. And we're like, I mean, that was me, right? I just wished that, oh, shoot, fire, you know, can't, isn't there a, isn't there something that my child can take? Is there something we can do? Nope. It's a virus. Chicken soup, go home, go to bed, see you in 14 days. Okay. So with the Rona, obviously this is a new virus. And uh, I was, and I'll get to this later, I was roundly criticized by a listener who said that she felt like I wasn't taking it seriously. She doesn't like I call it the Rona. She doesn't like I call it a scamdemic. So I'm going to get back to that in a minute. But when it comes to uh, temperature checks, I would not darken the door of a church that made me take my temperature. I, I think it's a terrible invasion of privacy. 
I, I think it's a ridiculous it's a ridiculous notion to think that because somebody has an elevated temperature, they shouldn't be allowed in the church. I mean, for goodness sake, let's start let's close down our nurseries from here on out. There were literally years when I did not take my kids to the nursery in our church because they always came back with some sort of a virus or some sort of an infection. And so, you know, we just wait for it. We took personal responsibility. Let's get back to that. All right. Personal responsibility. So Lisa, uh, if I had to go to a church where, or if I, if I was part of a church and they started mandating temperature checks to get into the building, I would call the pastor and I would say, I love you. When you guys uh, stop this, let me know and we will prayerfully consider coming back. But this infringement and this overreaction, there are viruses everywhere and many of them can kill you. All right. I just want to know when we're going to stop living in fear and actually get back to walking by faith. So uh, that was a good question. Next question comes from a listener by the name of Stephanie. Listen in. Hi, Heidi and team. I love your ministry and I'm so blessed because a friend shared a podcast of yours with me. My question, as an introvert by nature who is a writer and editor by trade, how can I best hashtag get off the bench in my family, um, many of whom are unsaved, in my community, in my church, in the local schools, in the sports community, um, my two boys are avid baseball players and soccer players, and in my state of Ohio, another state with government overreach. I've written letters and emails, and I've tried to have sensible discussions with those who will listen, but it's discouraging, as I feel it often falls on deaf ears or generates a response that, while plight, doesn't change anything. In a word or two or three, I'm feeling a lot of discouragement on so many fronts. Thank you. So Stephanie, um, I love your question. I love that you want to get off the bench more. Uh, one of the things that you heard me talk about with my assistant and my friend Melissa Crabtree on the show last week and this Monday was the fact that there are lots of things that we can do. I would encourage you to study what's happening in your local government. You guys, there is so much at stake in the election coming up this year. I honestly believe uh, that if uh, President Trump is not reelected, we are going to see a push from the radical left to begin truly persecuting Christians. Uh, Kamala Harris has said some terrible things about people who support the president. And uh, this is a this is an incredible time. But, but we need not be just focused on the presidential election, all right? So you could do something right Right now, by helping people register to vote, maybe set up a table at your church and uh, make sure people are registered. If they haven't voted for several years, there's a good chance they're going to have to register again. And so one of the things I would encourage you to do immediately is figure out how you can start setting up little stations and say, hey, register to vote here. You could also have information available at your table so that they know which issues are most important. One of the things I thought was so interesting, Melissa was telling me about the mask mandate that they're trying to push in Enid, uh, if you read the small print, the small print said that if you were 60 years of age or older, you were in what they called an at-risk population, and so you couldn't be around more than five people. There goes your Christmas, but nobody's reading the small print of these things, right? And so find out who's sitting on your city council. Find out what they what they believe, and then let people know. Uh, I would love to see, you know, we go to, to uh, this is absolutely true in Portland, Oregon, and Vancouver, Washington, which is really my stomping grounds. Uh, but I see names of candidates all the time, but I don't have any idea what they stand for. So you see a name of a person 
and that's all you see. You don't actually see what they stand for. I think we shouldn't be allowed to put those signs up unless they say point blank. These are the three things that we stand for. This is the top of the ticket, right, for what we're voting on. So um, I love that you are a writer and uh, there is a powerful thing about just sharing your platform and using your influence. So I would encourage you to do that. So thank you, Stephanie. Last voicemail I'm going to play today comes from Alyssa. Listen in. I am so thankful for the help and guidance that this podcast and that Heidi and her guests have been giving throughout this pandemic and honestly my entire journey through off of the bench. I think one thing that I just wanted to ask is I've had my conversation with my church leaders, my senior uh, pastor, and was dismissed for my concerns about Um, all the mask mandates uh, for various reasons, health, number one, and for unity of the body, number two, and just for revelations and political times that lead towards revelations. And so I'm a little confused now on what I'm supposed to do in response to being dismissed, as well as being accused of being um, disunifying of the body. How on earth do we navigate this as believers? Thanks so much for um, listening. All right. So this frustrates me. I I frustrated for you, Alyssa. I'm sorry that that is happening to you. We are seeing an incredible display of cowardice in our churches right now. Like I've actually never seen anything like it. An incredible display of cowardice uh, in the churches, particularly in liberal leaning cities where churches have bowed to the gospel of social justice. And they're not listening to the concerns of patriots, people who love this country and also love the Lord. Uh, I've noticed churches that are leaning into the Black Lives Matter narrative, not understanding that this is a communist, secular, God-hating, family-destroying uh, organization, and I'm seeing it promoted from people who claim the name of Jesus, and we have to be discerning. And so... Uh, I think you did the right thing, Alyssa, by going to your pastor and talking with him. And now the decision has to be made. Is this a place where you want to continue worshiping? And uh, this is tough because there's a sifting happening right now in the culture. There is a shaking going on in the church. And obviously we can't agree on everything. And there are reasons to leave a church and reasons to not leave a church. But if it were up to me uh, and I was in your shoes, I would be encouraging you to pray like crazy. Really pray because you have to hear from the Lord. When we leave a church, you know, I was a pastor's wife for nearly 20 years and people left our church for all manner of reasons. We know we don't like your nursery program. You didn't open up the the cry room soon enough in the morning or whatever. People, people leave churches for a variety of reasons, many of them unkind and even ungodly. And so we don't want to be divisive, but it's not divisive to question the the uh, discernment of decisions that are being made in our churches right now. There's nothing divisive about that. And so uh, you need to be in prayer about this, you know, talking with your husband. I'm assuming that you're married, talking with your husband. And uh, and if if you feel led to leave, I'd be looking for a church that preaches the whole counsel of God, unashamed and unafraid. And I have said this many times at the podcast, I continue to believe that persecution is coming for the church. You know, uh, we're going to study, by the way, if you're not members already at MomStrong International, we've got a great uh, fall and winter lineup coming for you guys. We're going to be studying First and Second Peter, studying uh, the, uh, the book of Revelation. And uh, even though there are lots of things that good Christians can disagree about in the book of Revelation, I think, man, we should know what it says 
Uh, I grew up uh, listening to my grandmother teach Revelation. And so what I'm going to be doing when she went home to be with the Lord, my mom gave me all of my grandmother's teaching. I have all of her books and I'm going to be writing my own study on Revelation. And I will be uh, sharing that with you guys at MomStrong International. So you don't have to be a mom to join me there, by the way, if you are interested in just learning the word of God and uh, learning how you can get uh, off the bench and onto the battlefield. That's a, that is a wonderful place to join us, momstronginternational.com. We also have a scripture writing challenge every month that we do. For five years, I did it, and it was free. And uh, in the wake of my speaking season being canceled and having to make sure that I still have income coming in to pay the people that help me put these things together, we are now charging for that. It is $2 a month, but it's a great way for you guys to uh, bless this ministry and be in God's word. The scripture writing challenge is also part of MomStrong International. And the main thing we do is a monthly Bible study. And so I want to encourage you guys, uh, the vision the Lord gave me for that ministry was that we would be studying God's word and addressing the things that are happening in the culture in real time. And so, uh, and so that's exactly what we're doing. So I appreciate those questions. Again, if you guys want to submit a question, a voicemail in particular, you can go to anchor.fm forward slash Heidi St. John forward slash message, and you can leave a message there. You can also submit a question to me by going to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday. And that's what I'm going to do now. I'm going to read a couple of questions that you guys have been leaving uh, for me over at Mailbox Monday. And uh, I'm going to start with a person who's a little on the upset, not a little, a lot on the upset side. Uh, And here's what she says. She says, Heidi, I'm writing to you with a saddened heart as a longtime listener and follower. I've been listening for years and a huge fan. I do your scripture writing and Bible study. I'm so glad that you're doing that. Uh, You have given me courage to begin homeschooling my children, and I'm grateful for your words and tireless ways you share the gospel. But one thing that has seriously hurt me is to hear your stance on the coronavirus. I'm a nurse, and I know firsthand the devastating impact COVID-19 has had on families. All right, I'm going to stop right there and say that uh, I have many friends who are in the medical community. My mother has her master's degree in nursing. I don't come to this conversation with no experience. And I think it's interesting because a lot of nurses and doctors disagree. You saw what happened with frontline doctors. They're saying people don't have to die. I never said that people don't die. I never said that it's not a real virus. I absolutely think it's a real virus. I also believe in SARS. I also believe in H1N1. I also believe in AIDS. Uh, there are many, many, many viruses that can kill us. I understand that uh, that you are in the middle of helping people who are suffering from COVID-19. A very, very good friend, one of my favorite people in the whole world, her husband almost died from COVID-19, but guess what? He didn't. He recovered, and we another a local pastor in Battleground, Washington, passed away from uh, complications due to COVID nineteen. So I don't believe the virus itself is a hoax. What I believe, and this is what I want you guys to understand, is that we are being manipulated in an unprecedented way. They're using the virus, and they've turned it into a political weapon, and it is blown out of proportion. And I guess, uh, dear listener, you and I would disagree. On that, you're saying it's not blown out of proportion. I am saying it absolutely is. The way that we are reacting to it is completely out of of, of line and out of bounds, and uh, and I'm frankly uh, flabbergasted that more people aren't like, for goodness sake, are we going to wear the masks forever? Uh, are we going? I mean, if remember, you got to remember something. If the government can give you something, it can take it away. And now, as citizens, we have told the government that they can tell us what to wear on our faces. 
And now we're looking at possibly the government telling us what we can wear on our eyes. What's next? What's next? I believe in the virus. I call it the Rona and you you don't like it. I call it the Rona either. I'm probably going to continue to do that. I call it a scamdemic because they have turned the response to COVID-19 into an absolute political weapon. It is crippling our nation. I have been, I'm going to try not to cry. All right. I've been traveling the nation for the last month and what I am seeing is heartbreaking. I wish you were out here to see it. Most of our hospitals are on the verge of, of uh, bankruptcy because they're not allowed to do what they normally do. And our response to this virus, that really the vast majority, the the overwhelming majority of people that get this virus are going to recover from it. And what have we done? We've crippled the nation. The economy is like a living organism and it is fighting to live and we are killing it. We are killing it. I call it the Rona. I accidentally said the Rona because one of my kids was getting scared. She was listening to something. I don't know if we were in the in the news, and she was like, "You know, Mama, you know, people are dying from the from from COVID." And I thought, I need to I need to calm this girl down. I'm not going to let her be uh, suffocated in fear. I'm not going to put a mask on my daughter and help her think and have her think that this is normal. And so I said, "Rona, is that you, Rona?" And I started looking all all over the place, looking under the car, looking between the seats, coming in my house looking for Rona. And pretty soon she was laughing. I was like, "Honey, sweet girl, the Lord is taking care of you." He is taking care of you and you can breathe the air around you without worrying about dying. And so while I understand, sweet listener, while I understand that you don't like my position on this, please, please hear my heart in it. Because what literally brings tears to my eyes is to watch us trading in our freedom for a false sense of security. People are suffering and dying all over the world. We are dying from all kinds of things. And I know that many have, have lost. And actually, I'm going to, I might have, I'll see if my friend whose husband almost died, he's in his 50s, almost died from, from COVID. I will see if I can get her to come on the show and talk about this. Because when she called me to tell me what was going on, you know what she said? She said, please continue to say what you're saying. Because even though my husband has struggled with this illness, nobody else in their family got it, just him. It's very interesting who it attacks and who it doesn't. But she said, it is not an excuse for our churches to close, for people to be masked up, for goggles, for us to shutter our economy and have this have us walk around in a state of panic. It's not right. It's not right. And so I'm not trying to hurt anybody by calling it the Rona. And I'm not trying to uh, make anybody sad by calling it a scamdemic. I'm trying to open your eyes to the fact that there is much more going on here than COVID-19. And if you look around, if you do your homework, you will discover that this has been in the works for a very, very long time. All right. So uh, I just, I want to encourage you. I'm sorry that it has offended you. I'm sorry you don't like it. I will continue to speak out about what I see happening, and I am probably not going to be quiet about it anytime soon. Uh, I think what you're seeing happening in the schools with the masking of our children and all of these things, I mean, look and see wh- how easy it is to steal a child with a mask on their face. How easy it is to, uh, I mean, if you guys, are you watching what's happening with sex traffic and all the things that are going on around us? We need to wake up. This is not about a virus. It's never been about a virus. The virus is real. It is killing people. I understand that. But it has an extremely high recovery rate. And uh, like I think I said on an earlier podcast, I'm almost 100% certain my husband and I had the Rona back in January when we came home from a cruise. Probably the sickest we've ever been in our lives. I was in bed for uh, 14 days. 
with breathing difficulty. But you know what? I hadn't heard of COVID-19. I hadn't heard of the Rona. And so I wasn't freaked out. I just was like, oh, bummer. We have the respiratory flu. I'll see you guys when I feel better. And we stayed in bed for a couple of weeks and we drank a lot of chicken soup and we watched TV and we slept a lot. But we've turned our nation into, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's devastating what we're doing. And it, it makes no sense. It makes no logical sense. It makes no medical sense. It makes no sense to me at all. So uh, I do appreciate you guys writing in. And I don't mind the criticism. Uh, and I do appreciate you, uh, your, be, your willingness to submit that question. All right, uh, last question, and then I'm going to be out of time for today. In the last episode, you mentioned that we need to educate our kids with regard to socialism, communism, Marxism, et cetera. And I agree. I was wondering if you had recommended books to read on this important subject for middle and high schoolers. So first of all, uh, the answer is yes. I'm actually pre-recording this today because my son is getting married. I'm in Oklahoma, and uh, one of my staffers, Kate Orr, is here with me. She is uh, friends and has introduced me to the ministry that Rick Green has. If you guys have not checked it out yet, you definitely need to. Patriot Academy is where I would just encourage you to go. They are teaching about the Constitution. They have uh, they have a course called A Republic If You Can Keep It. And uh, this is a great, that's more like a CLEP course. So I would say probably high schoolers or adults. Uh, Constitution Alive, you guys can search for that on uh, Amazon Prime if you've got Amazon and you can stream those videos. But if you go to Patriot Academy, you'll get that and also the workbooks and all the things that come with it. So I would encourage you uh, definitely, 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 we need to be teaching our kids about the Constitution, about how our nation is governed. We are actually not governed. We are a governance of the people, by the people, and for the people. So when you hear people talking about Romans 13 and all these other kinds of uh, arguments as to why we have to obey every mandate, every edict of man, uh, we, in a, we live in a very, very unique system of governance here in the United States of America. It is a republic, but only if we can keep it. So check it out at uh, patriotacademy.com and then get back to me because I'd really like to know what you guys think. All right. I love uh, your questions. Please keep them coming. You can submit them to me at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday. As usual, I would ask that you keep those questions short and sweet and to the point. We love you guys. I'd love for you to join me at Mom Strong International. Remember I said we're getting ready to uh, do a study in the book of First Peter. And then in October and November, we are going to transition to studying and doing a deep dive into the book of Revelation. Now is a great time for you to sign up, momstronginternational.com. Thanks for listening today, everybody. Have a great Wednesday, and I'll see you back here tomorrow. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.